vaccine i'm steve and boy boy what a wonderful wonderful episode we've got for you this week um i think people are already saying this is this is the best we've ever done um and i feel like now more than ever we're, we're finally covering something where we're just we're really tapped into the zeitgeist and uh yeah we know what the people want to hear about so with me today, uh, he's he's got his fingers on the pulse of America. Jake Trapeel is here. You know, Steve, it's imp- it's amazing how we uh, continue to outdo ourselves every week. And I think, you know, there's no way we'll do it this time. And boy, was I wrong. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and, 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 you know, I feel like sometimes the, the real purpose of this podcast, when people ask me what it's about, I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's about, you know, movies, TV, stuff, whatever we want. Ultimately, it's about causing Adam Myros mental anguish. So, Myros, how you feeling this week? <laughs> well, you know, I, you know I, I guess no one died. Uh, that, that's kind of the plus on this one. You know, we're back in the uh, exploiting celebrity realm, but uh, at least all participants are still alive, to the best of my knowledge, this time. Yeah, this this one doesn't feel quite as dirty, but uh, <laughs> exploitation November marches on. Good lord. <laughs> Here we are. I mean, if you're a regular OpVac listener, you would think that that would mean something else entirely. You know, maybe some unsavory films that I quite enjoy, but instead, no. (laughs) Are you watching The House at the Edge of the Park? No, you wish that's what we were fucking doing, don't you? (laughs) Huh? That's what you want. That's what you... You want us to watch Cannibal Holocaust, you sick fuck? No, no. We we, we get into the real exploitation. The real stuff. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, quite literally. Real exploitation. Actual um, exploitation. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think we have to blame Jack and Sean for this, because th- this is, a full disclosure, a, a bit of a, a pinch hitter. Uh, you know, we, we had yeah. some plans that had to get shifted around, and, and Steve has forced us all to watch this horrible television show, so uh, here we go. That's, that's correct. Most of our agenda is basically, what has Steve watched recently that he wants to <laughs> put us through? <laughs> yeah, but no one ever stops to ask, why has Steve watched something recently? It's funny. We're we're covering art that wants to be seen but probably shouldn't be seen by anyone. No. And and this is this is interesting too because it, this is a show who it, that appeals to to really just two groups. Uh, one is uh fans of the pop star we're about to discuss and then the other group of people that it that it appeals to is just me and no one else. <laughs> That's it's trying to cast a wide net. It's trying to go for like your your George Norrie audience and your uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills audience, but I, I don't think it it really nails down any of the. No, no, not at all. And and so, in case you're wondering, the the show that we are talking about this week is a little something that is streaming on Peacock right now, and it's called Unidentified with Demi Lovato. And if you're saying to yourself, well, I, I, I haven't heard of this. And of course you haven't. No one has heard of this. And if you're like, oh, is, is, this a, is this a movie? No, it's not a movie. And then he might say, well, that it's a, it's, a, it's a TV series, right? And well, sort of. 
it's a TV series with four fucking episodes. And I guess <laughs> that's a series. Sure. Um, so we, we ended up here because I have this terrible habit of just kind of scrolling through shitty streaming services and be like, what the fuck is this? And that's how I kind of stumbled into the world of Demi Lovato. And if you don't know who Demi Lovato is, I, I don't know that much uh, about Demi either. Uh, but I do know that uh, they are a pop star. They've had numerous hits, including uh, Cool for the Summer, which is quite a banger, uh, and Skyscraper, which is a lovely ballad, and a bunch of other shit. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more in depth about Skyscraper. Oh, yeah. Skyscraper I... actually plays a prominent role in I Unidentified with Demi Lovato, which we'll talk about that more. And uh, Demi Lovato might be uh you know the master of recording hit pop songs where you could not identify who the singer is but if you hear the song you go oh i know that one and that's who demi lovato is so one thing i didn't know about demi lovato because i don't really give a fuck about this person is they are seriously dedicated to the idea of pursuing like extraterrestrials and 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 like you know unidentified underwater objects the whole thing the whole gamut the whole george nori coast to coast am uh ancient aliens gamut of of just quackery this is what demi lovato is dedicated to now normally when you get into this stuff there's there's different levels of this kind of media quackery when it comes to television shows at your base level You've got the ghost bro shows, which is just guys with night vision cameras. They set them up in a spooky house and then they hear like a pipe creak and they go, oh shit, it's a ghost. And then they try and yell at the ghost to try and draw the ghost out. And they go, ah, yeah, they touched me. I felt it. And the, clearly they didn't, but this is the show. So you got ghost bros. That's level one. Level two is like the talking head pseudo documentary, uh, ancient aliens style show. And these are fun because they present themselves as scientifically accurate, but they always just boil down to extreme racism to a hilarious degree. So they'll be like, oh, yeah, uh, the Mayans didn't actually have any, you know, technology or thoughts of their own because they were big fucking idiots. It was aliens. And then they get really <laughs> into like skull measurements and shit like that. Yeah, it, it gets uh, it's easy to present as uh authoritative when they don't like credit their interview sources it's just like oh this guy must be a professor or something it's like no just straight up fucking crackpots yeah, uh, yeah being interviewed as talking heads with as I said speaking with authority that they have no right to yeah it's it's really good so you know that that brought us hits such as uh the mayans were transported by aliens to east india um Let's see. Uh, it brought us Hopi Indians are actually aliens. What else? Ever, anything. Basically anything you think of. Uh, the pyramids were built by, you guessed it, aliens. Just all this shit. And it does. It really comes down to them eventually getting to the point where they're like, yeah, so we take everything literally. So if an ancient culture ever like painted something flying, clearly aliens. Also, we have measured all of their skulls, which big red flag there. Uh, and that's what you get to. So I know what you're thinking. And you're like, where, where do we go from here? 
how do we, how do we, so we've, we've got, we've got the, you know, like weird, regressive, like old timey racism, alien people. We've got the ghost bros setting up cameras and screaming into the darkness, alien people. Where is like, I, I need like a, like a Instagram influencer. I need like just, I, I, you know, crop tops and sunglasses, but also aliens. How do I fill that void in my life? And the answer is unidentified with Demi Lovato, okay? So I, I don't even know where the best place to start with this is. So I, J, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what is unidentified with Demi Lovato? Um, so Demi Lovato, uh, as we mentioned, basically grew up in the Disney system, pop star, overcame an opiate addiction, was sober for three years, relapsed. All this bad shit has happened. Well, on top of all of that, they claim to have been abducted by aliens at one point in their life. And so tasking their sister, Dallas Lovato, and some guy named Matthew Scott Montgomery. <laughs> Matthew Scott Montgomery. Thank you. Another Disney kid. Uh, they it's go just on. a guy in a Jamiroquoi hat. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's supposed to be the, the skeptic of the bunch. Dallas is the supportive sister, but he's the skeptic. But every t where they go, he just has the same wide eyed. Oh, my God. Did that really just happen? His skepticism yeah. seems to diminish in a hurry. His skepticism is like it, it. it's the equivalent. of It's not like he's a skeptic like, oh, I have a like an actual background in things and I'm trying to rationally explain stuff. He just constantly has a who farted look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Which. <laughs> They go out on a series of uh, basically just these interviews with people who have had close encounters of their own, as well as exploring various other uh, paranormal activity as uh, ghosts in an abandoned ghost town in Arizona or mermaids off of the coast of Catalina Island. And yeah, the it's four episodes of Demi Lovato and their crew of just interview it's basically just confirmation bias because they only speak to people who have had similar experiences and basically agree with everything Demi has to say and that's 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 it at the end they summon their fans so that they can have a uh, close encounter of their own through social media and meditation mm -hmm. I, I guess in a, the nuttiest of shells that is what this is well listen listen the reason why I made you guys watch this and the reason why it's the greatest show in the history of television and uh, the peak of prestige TV is because great art occurs where insanity meets sincerity. And that is exactly where we are. This is, this is the crossroads right here. And it also gets, <laughs> because of its extreme sincerity, it very quickly dips its toes into the world of like grifter, quacks and and just complete exploitation in the first episode especially you know and and, and that's what makes this show hard is because there are moments of just absolute hilarity and beauty here but also you gotta wade through a few things where you're like i don't know how comfortable i feel watching this yeah i, yeah. I after i watched like the first episode i was like what the fuck is cuff doing like this this is not fun. This is fucking horrible. <laughs> I, I, it, it, the first episode is like everything terrible about this sort of programming. Like I, I just there's so much that is just kind of like oh, it's like a greatest hits, man. It's everything. Yeah, 
it's just you present so many things that are potentially dangerous as just sort of like acceptable and it is just confirmation but it's more than confirmation it's shaping a person's own narrative like this episode opens oddly very oddly because Demi Lovato is telling this story about this vision they had uh, after an experience uh, seeing an unidentified flying object out in the desert. And it is framed as uh, a vivid dream. And almost immediately after this dream is described, which involves meeting with, of course, people who just look like... uh, every extraterrestrial depiction in the last hundred years um small gray men with large eyes uh yeah Mm -hmm. almost immediately it's reframed we've got these three folks sitting around talking about this experience uh demi and uh sister and friend and a friend mr skeptic goes well maybe it was just a dream which Again, we just had this voiceover where, where Demi Lovato said it was a vivid dream, but maybe it was something more. And her friend goes, well, maybe maybe this was a dream. He says, no, no, it was not a dream. And then we proceed to uh, head over to the, the kooks, you know, it, it, the whole rest of the episode is just these kooks like <laughs> cementing uh, in Demi Lovato's mind that this, this experience could not possibly have been a dream. It was, in fact, visitation from the greys who are probably harvesting fetuses from their uterus on regular intervals. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> there's, there's so there's some really innocent stuff here where in, in the beginning, Demi Lovato is, is on a podcast with Kesha, who's also like, yeah, aliens exist, and I am also into abductions and things like this. So she's, which, which makes me think this is just like an endemic issue in the world of Disney pop stardom. Like, <laughs> if you had a hit song in two thousand nine, you've also been abducted by aliens. Um, but but then it it, it quickly jumps in, into some strange territory because, like ancient aliens, they they go and they speak with experts put some heavy fucking finger quotes around that and people who have had you know uh significant extraterrestrial experiences a la like an episode of unsolved mysteries or something like that and the person they decide to highlight is a woman who's like yes i have had a, a dozen alien babies and I multiple, think the number is low, Steve. I think it was significantly higher than a dozen. It was like 30 or something? How many was it? <laughs> it was like, quite a bit. There? Yeah, she's like, basically, these, these fucking aliens keep, like, just pumping their seed into me and making me have alien babies. And I met the babies, and I looked at the baby, and one of the babies looked at me, and... <laughs> it's just fucking weird like and, well not and then and then she says and i drew pictures of my babies and it's like the most cartoonish looking grays with big cat eyes you've ever seen and she's like these are my children but like also kind of like kids like i i can't think off the top i know they're just like generic crayon drawings of grays but in my head it's just like one of them has one of those little caps with the spinny thing on it <laughs> these are my alien children <laughs> it, it's I, I, I guess i can laugh at it now but i really wasn't laughing watching it because 
this person comes across as incredibly damaged and like oh yeah she yeah she obviously has some amount of wealth but her story begins with like oh i was engaged and then my fiance left me because he could not deal with uh, uh my obsession with these alien abductions and it's just it kind of spirals down from there and you're like this person is i don't know if they were a victim of anything at, at some stage it's it, i i don't care to speculate but something is has gone awry like this is a person who if they did not have the cushion of wealth would would legitimately be like on a street corner freaking babbling madness and mm -hmm. it, it's just it's kind of like why are we putting this person on tv especially as some sort of authority it's like yeah <laughs> So yeah. I found I found just some information to clarify. I found this. I think it looks like an interview she did um, earlier this year where it's entitled still celebrating Mother's Day because I'm the mom of 24 hybrid alien children. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? This is this is exactly OK. So like the, the difference between like people who get cast aside by society and and are like, you know, just rambling to strangers on the street and 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 women like this are it's 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 exactly that it's wealth this is like victorian era people who went insane because they put lead-based makeup all over their face for like a decade and then it just seeped into their fucking brains like she is clearly needs significant help and instead this show is just like no let's highlight this person and just like paint them as i don't know the octomom of of alien babies <laughs> it's real gross and it gets maybe even grosser because they move on to the uh clinical <laughs> hypnotherapist uh who specializes in in alien abductions uh, you know he introduces the idea of of, uh, of hypnotherapy as a tool oh for God. uncovering alien abductions as opposed to what it actually is which is complete horseshit that can be used to plant any idea in someone's fucking subconscious and build false memories you know that's that's kind of you mm -hmm. know if you if you follow the child molestation panic of the 70s and 80s you'll see many a court case where hypnotic regression was used to uh falsely implicate people uh, due to uh using it on children you know to create oh, yeah. these sort of scenarios <laughs> like what if we applied the same tactics that threw people in jail in jordan minnesota but we do it for aliens that's that's a great yeah. riff <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> it's like I, I i don't even understand. i feel like i'm in like the completely wrong industry too like why don't i jake we're gonna move out to the west coast we're gonna live with you for a while okay and we're just gonna we're just gonna find rich people or we're gonna charge them tens of thousands of dollars to uh, tell them that we're going to like, I don't know, investigate their past lives and just be like, oh, it turns out that you were uh, Wyatt Earp's handmaiden. <laughs> is this is this going to put us in direct competition with uh, the UFO bros on the probe cast? I mean, <laughs> it just might. Also, am, am I ruining the grift by by uh, just, you know, laying, laying our plans out here? No, probably not. These, I don't think. No, I, I no. think you could be very transparently full of shit and uh, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't seem like it matters. But yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of like the, the big <laughs> the hypnotherapy stuff is amazing, too, because he's just like he's like, OK, so this is exactly what's going to happen. 
And then Demi Lovato is is given the hypnotherapy, and it's just like, wow, the thing you said that ha- was going to happen definitely happened. I, this is not how any of this works. The fuck no, are you doing? no, you can't like enter a uh, hypnotherapy session with with a hypnotherapist who's like, all right, I I know what memory, uh, exactly what memory you want to recover. I know, I know what happened in my yeah, heart. I know. I know. <laughs> and I will steer you directly to that path. And that that's not how such things are meant to function. No. No. That's, that doesn't work at all. Holy no, shit. No. I mean, it works. Also, this is this is occurring in, inside of like a fucking like Lutheran church in, I, I don't even know where, Joshua Tree or something. It's just, it's, it's a really weird setting for any of this to be occurring. Yes. Uh, and it, it's are. like this maniacal thing where one of the people featured is like some like, 70 year old woman who the hypnotherapist is grifting because she's had so many uh miscarriages and could never carry a pregnancy to term. it's yeah. like well aliens it's like yep. jesus christ the yeah. only it's the only way to and, and this goes back to the ancient aliens thing too where they're, where they're just like we just we want to be racist but like we like star trek so how do we like square those two things and the answer is you assume that like everything bad in the world or everything good or anything that you don't understand. Well, aliens, that's, that's the only explanation. So yeah, this is some real skull measuring shit too. I cannot fucking deal with this shit. Um, but, but that takes us to the second episode, (laughs) which you think you, you, you start watching this. You're like, okay, unidentified with Demi Lovato. It's, it's, it's going to be all about, uh, Demi's pursuit of of extraterrestrials, aliens, like no, 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 no. We're we're going across the board here. We're not just covering aliens. We got to get our ghosties in too, because the ghosties and the aliens, the spooks and the aliens, they're in cahoots. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna say. You know I think it? this this also has aliens in it. I think all four episodes <laughs> have aliens yeah. in them for some reason. <laughs> yeah, these are like alien ghosts. So. Yeah. They go, they go to some like goofy ass touristy, like old timey abandoned town with these, these podcast ghost bros. What are they called? Are these guys the Wraith Chasers? I think that's, that's who's in this episode is the Wraith Chasers. Yeah. So yeah, the ghost, the, the ghost bros of the probe cast are in the very introduction. They set mm-hmm. them up with the Wraith Chasers in yeah, the, uh, yeah. the ghost town or what the fuck ever. Just real quick, the Ghost Bros have that golden moment where Matthew, the skeptic, they are, they're all out together in the desert, and uh, Ghost Bros say, okay, now we're going to do some sky watching. And Matthew says, what is that? And the Ghost Bros go, <laughs> look up, and he does, and he says, that's sky watching. <laughs> and they just, and then just they, watch in the sky. Here's the other weird thing, too, is that, uh, I, I mean, obviously this has to be clearly manipulated, but like every time they set up a camera or anything that happens, they get results within a matter of minutes. That seems to confirm their theories like, oh, shit, there is something out there. And like they put Jake, you might not be that familiar with this sort of quackery, but uh, (laughs) one one other uh, real easy method for faking this sort of bullshit is to use night vision goggles and stare (laughs) up into the sky. Which is how they set up all of these UFO encounters in this show. It's like, oh, oh. you have any idea what you can see if you put night vision goggles in the sky? There, You don't have, you can literally not see what is happening in the sky without this sort of 
night no. vision aid. So uh, yes, of course there are things. It could be a goddamn fly zipping by. That's what the, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> it. It's like oh well, I saw a shooting star or a satellite, and I have determined that this is this is the spooky alien ghost. Well, like, well that's, that's all it well, is. Not to jump ahead, but later on they're watching a projected a PowerPoint presentation in the desert, and a moth gets on the lens. <laughs> of the projector and it's like i know it's just a moth but maybe it's a sign you guys yeah there is uh in in the george nori verse uh back when i still paid attention to these things because i used to find them quite amusing uh far more so when art bell was running the show but there's there's one prominent like ufologist who has convinced himself that there is a constant a uh, waging of alien wars in the skies above us because of this exact technology. Like he's just pointing uh, night vision goggles up there and going, "Look, look at all this! They're firing at each other every night." It's like you goddamn asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the guy? Uh, shit, he was he was always on coast to coast. Um, it was like Stephen something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, what is his name? Steven, uh, the guy who's into giants. Yeah, 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 he's the giant guy. I, I, it's not Steven Crane, because that's like a, a <laughs> it's not it. Um, fuck, what is his name? This is gonna drive me nuts. Oh well, my God. proceed with the uh, with the ghost town, and and we will, uh, <laughs> I, I will yeah. find this information for you. Okay, yeah, okay, we'll we'll figure this out. So, so the ghost town is great because this. It, it, it turns it basically turns into a ghost bro show, which is like, okay, well, we've got the old timey saloon where they say a man was shot. And then we've got the brothel where the 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 ghosts of hoeing past still <laughs> haunt the, the various halls. Specifically, they say there's there's the ghosts of three sex workers from the 1800s that still exist in yeah. the ghost town. Just for, for the, I don't remember their names, but just for the sake, they do say something like, okay, now you can either be talking to Sister Nina, Pinta, or Santa Maria, and Demi Lovato reaches out to each one by name, and then the yeah. the, the little recorder they have that, I guess, it senses elect, like electronic interference in the air, it beeps on the third name, and then they start having a conversation with with ghost Santa Marina. <laughs> and, yeah. and, then, and then, yeah, Matthew was just like in the other room with like just the wide-eyed look on his face questioning everything that has oh, happened in his big, life big time who farted energy from matthew yeah <laughs> and this is this is wonderful too because uh you know demi is just like whoa whoa this ghost has trauma there's there's some trauma here I've, i'm sensing it i'm sensing it and then demi goes okay all the guys i need all the guys to leave the room Okay, this is this is this is just between me and the ghosts because the ghosts got trauma and the and the boys are making the ghosts feel uncomfortable and they're like okay, and then Demi's like, all right, we're gonna work through this ghost and the way to work through it is if I sing you my 2011 hit song Skyscraper, <laughs> and then we are treated to a acapella version of skyscraper and then at the end just the little like the ghost bro beeping device just like boop and debbie's like yes we've solved it we've worked through this is a breakthrough for the ghost drama it's it's one of the most surreal things i've ever seen on television uh, it, it's remarkable i i just i have no idea what to make of any like did, did anyone catch 
what in the tin fuck this beeping device is even meant to do? No, like, I don't never, know. That's the thing. I don't know what it does. It's just like, yeah. okay, the ghost can hit the beeper if it wants <laughs> to say hello. But it's like, what? what, what is it? It's it's not like a big red button the ghost is hitting. I don't, I don't understand. I have no uh, fucking yeah. clue. I don't know. Is it beep at like a drop in a temperature or something? Is a ghost near the machine? Uh, like, does it measure when a ghost is near versus when a ghost is speaking? Because in this episode, they also go above this vent, which goes, which is like, like sealed off a well, and they start talking into it, and then ghost noises say hello, and they freak out when they hear that. But yeah, I don't. I have no idea what the, any of this tech does. They just set it down and and let the beeping do the work. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And, and like the whole crux of this is just like Demi Lovato wants to do like I don't know, like uh, talking about mental health as a TikTok routine, but with ghosts of sex workers from 1863. And if that sounds completely certifiably insane. It is, and that's why this is the best show on television. So, uh, I, yeah, I can't, I, I can't describe what is, uh, what is happening like throughout this episode. Any of the equipment, uh, what is supposed to be doing? There's also a camera that make like connects a bunch of dots, and they think it's giants for oh, some yeah. reason. The- I, uh, 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 it's 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 all a mystery to me. And then I I guess that the the source of it is aliens in a in a mine <laughs> i don't know what the hell's <laughs> happened yeah there's aliens in a mine which makes ghosts but some of the ghosts are giants so they're like ghost giants and, and the giant thing is fun because you know this is another coast to coast thing where you get you get the the okay the alien stuff the bigfoot stuff the ghost stuff and then also giants and they're very adamant about this they're just like no we found some big bones okay we dug up the big bones they're here the giants are real what i want to know is is like how do the how does the quack community how do they differentiate between bigfoot and a giant like what 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 is like how do they how do you draw that distinction see i think that the the general consensus in the quack community is that a bigfoot He's around. Giants, I don't think they're around. I don't even think that the most diehard quacks think there are giants currently. I think they just think that there there used to be uh, a bunch of giants just kicking around, gianting it up. So uh, maybe that's the great distinction. Uh, maybe they were in fact just just sort of a an analog to Sasquatch, but they are in fact sort of an extinct race, I believe. Okay. Also, the name of the person that I'm thinking of is Stephen Quayle. Yes, and, and if you will note in the chat, uh, this 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 <laughs> that, image is, is a... <laughs> this image is directly from his uh, secondary website, Gen Six Giants. It's the header image, uh, wherein Sasquatch appears to be walking through a Stargate. I I mean I'm not that looks like that, that looks term. like an Oblivion Gate, man, from <laughs> fucking Elder Scrolls. <laughs> uh, this is a uh, this is a term uh, Stephen himself is using the Stargates. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, Sasquatch is walking through one in in a, a real galactic setting, uh, and there is just a text that says important stuff right in the yeah. center. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I mean, you know, Stephen Quayle, uh, uh, my my father, God rest his soul, uh, he he owned like five Stephen Quayle books. I think he owned every Stephen Quayle book. That was, uh, yeah, 
you will be unsurprised to learn he is now uh, hawking uh, uh, QAnon literature and oh, colloidal yeah. silver. <laughs> oh, colloidal silver so good. Have you ever seen the like colloidal silver guys, like old school colloidal silver guys? Jake, you into the colloidal silver guys? I've, I'm, I think I'm familiar. Yeah, they just look all blue and fucked up. It's so <laughs> funny. They're just like, I put metal in my butt until I look like an avatar guy. <laughs> Like, that's so fucking cool. Like, just you're so dedicated. You're like, I have to save my life by putting poison in my butt. <laughs> that's why I, I don't understand. Like, you turn on CNN and they're just like, oh, I can't believe people are taking a ivermectin. It's like, no, it's horse paste that tastes like applesauce. These are the same people that put metal in their butt and are dying. Like, they're, of course, like horse paste that tastes like applesauce. That's small fucking potatoes. Okay. Like, <laughs> I just, I just googled colloidal silver people and I'm having a laugh. It's so good, man. Uh, I have like to tackle my, that. My only, in my only two. regret in life is that I got married before I got to date a girl who was into colloidal silver. <laughs> Demi Lovato, you've broken us. Yeah. The, the problem with colloidal silver girls, though, is none of them are into anal. They just, you know, you just. You, <laughs> Completely blocked up. Um, yeah, but oh. Stephen Quayle, he's, uh, <laughs> he's done quite a bit. Steve Quayle is a researcher and author of over a dozen books dealing with advanced ancient technology and civilizations. His documentary film production company, uh, Gen 6 Production, uh, films the, quote, true legends of the series all over the world in search of lost cities and the giants of histories who were the great builders of of megalithic structures in ancient worlds. So this is this is another Stephen Quayle thing is like the the giants exist and then like oh how how did the the Egyptians build the pyramids? Well of course they had fucking giants. Come on. Come on. And stargates, you know. Right. That, stargates that too. Stargates definitely help. Although I'm not really a stargate guy. I'm more into like the they built like weird triangle shaped uh like like airships essentially. That's that's another quack thing. I like the quack battles too, where like you just have two guys set up where they both have really bad ideas, but they're arguing over who's right about the thing that they're both completely wrong about. It's good shit. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> unidentified with Demi Lovato. Please give us season two. I need Demi Demi tries colloidal silver. I, I need at least four more episodes of this show. <laughs> yeah. How, we how can do, you, do it. How do you call this a season? And it's just it's fucking four episodes. That's it. This is barely a pilot. This is a, a, this is like an amuse bouche of the Demi Lovato quackery that I need in my life. Yeah, I I I'm okay with the four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I don't I don't want to do a follow up to this. I mean, if um, they can yeah. get Steve Quayle, then sure. Let's mm -hmm. let's keep moving on. Yeah. Oh my God, Demi and Steve. They replaced gay best friend in in a <laughs> in a Jamiroquai hat with Steve Quayle. <laughs> I mean, you can't do that. I think you, if you're going to replace someone, it's got to be Dallas Lovato. Yeah, Dallas Lovato to the table. Dallas yeah. Lovato, uh, notable for being so forgettable that there's there's like almost an almost constant like like lower third listing with like Dallas Lovato, Demi's sister. Every time Dallas <laughs> Lovato bops on screen, because people are like, oh, who the fuck is she again? You just you forget, you forget. So you gotta you gotta get that refresher in there. You might be uh, in for some trouble, though, with Steve, with this, because I, I believe Demi's in some hot water recently due to supporting some sort of wellness app that's designed to 
uh, scam people and also theorizes about reptoids in, in a very oh, racist yeah, yeah, way yeah. or something. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Demi, Demi's been popping off on Instagram, if you're not a, a Lobato head. Uh, but yeah, Demi is, is pushing, it's some sort of like app or service that's basically like uh, Netflix for the Stephen Quayle crowd. They're just like, oh, here's uh, a, a 90 minute documentary about how pyramids shoot fucking vibes into the universe or something. Yeah, unfortunately, it does have a lot of uh, rept uh, reptilian literature, which which generally, uh, you know, that can get unsavory real quick. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, oh, you yeah. know who's a, a reptilian? Uh, the Jews. Yeah. The Jews, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, yeah you, you, you go from, like, reptilian to anti-Semitic, and it's, it's about a two-step <laughs> process, really. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's A to B. And so that's, that's not good. And the, the, the best part is, though, is, is Demi's been doing a lot of product placements, so Demi's like... Hey, I'm super into this reptilian shit. And then the next Instagram post they do is also there's there's a new Demi Lovato dildo called like the Demi Vibrato or something. <laughs> Please buy it because I, I want to create a sex positive universe and, and destroy the stigma of dildos or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's not called the Demi Vibrato, but I think it should be called that. <laughs> I can't think of a better pitch at the top. Of my I know. Head. It's like, why didn't they consult me on this? It's it's pretty fucking easy. I I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, get, getting into some unsavory shit. But you know, episode one is alien babies, extraterrestrials. Episode two, also extraterrestrials, but also ghosts, but also giants. Where do you go from here? And the answer is. You get into some real dumb rich people shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is so, the one that, that's got to make you want to move to California and start this grifting. This is so <laughs> good. Yeah, because you're like, oh my god, I, I fucking, I just want to like live in this world. So uh, Demi's like, okay, uh, Jumeirah Kwai and my sister, we're going to Catalina Island, um, which is just like, I, I don't know. You're like, I'm so wealthy, I can't be bothered to live in LA. I need like part of an ocean in between me and other people. So <laughs> they go to Catalina Island. Why would you go there? And the answer is because there's some lady who's like, Hey, Demi Lovato, there's an underground sea base full of mermaids. <laughs> is this mermaids? <laughs> and, then, and then they play, they play some like, I don't know. It's like a whale noise or something. It's the sound of whales fucking. And they're like, no, that's the sound of the sea base opening. This is, <laughs> there's one thing I know, it's what a sea base sounds like. I, I watched every single episode of SeaQuest in the 90s, and I know what a sea base sounds like. Uh, so it, I, I, this is even better because immediately they get to Catalina Island, and they're like, oh my God, we got to get to our accommodations. And it's just some like giant mansion... Have you, Jake, you've seen the movie Boom, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton up on the cliffside. Yeah. That's, that's what their place in Catalina Island is. It's the A fucking cliffside manor for Boom. And they're just like, oh, wow, this is great. And then uh, the, 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 the mermaid sea alien lady comes into play here. And, and, and this woman shows up and 
what do they call them? Like they're not they're not UFOs. They're U they're USOs, right? Yeah, yeah unidentified yeah. submerged object, mm-hmm. <laughs> which apparently look like Tic Tacs, uh, yeah. based on what we've been told. Yeah, they they're like giant human sized Tic Tacs that walk alongside us, but we don't see them unless they're <laughs> under the water. Yeah, there's exactly. a whole there's a whole thing. It shows this clip of them Demi's on uh, the Seth Meyers late night show. And they're explaining, oh, yeah, there's aliens and there's mermaids. And uh, <laughs> and then they go, you know, I think it's very uh, self-centered for humans to think we're the only beings in the galaxy. And Seth Myers goes, well, call me self-centered because I don't believe in aliens. <laughs> and then they have a Skype or a Zoom call with him. And he admits that maybe there's some questions that we can have with the information that the Pentagon has released. But mermaids are still not real. Seth Myers draws the line of mermaids. He's like, Tom DeLong was right about the aliens. (laughs) Yeah. But Tom DeLong has never proven the existence of mermaids. So, So, yeah. And the Demi goes snorkeling. Sorry, go ahead, Adam. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I was just going to bring up the, uh, the other mystery of Catalina Island before we, we fully embark on our, uh, our, our seafaring journey, which was the, the green door, the mysterious green oh. door, which you will you will find if you if you Google this uh, disappearing green door of Catalina Island, uh, that's most often linked to giants. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we're we're back. It all goes back to Stephen Quayle. <laughs> uh, yeah, Catalina Island apparently a hotbed for giant activity and a, a mysterious door that appears and disappears. <laughs> no, it's just it's just rich people, man. Like what, yes. what the fuck is on Catalina Island? It's just like rich people doing zip lines. That's that's it. Oh wait, the the other sky watch is before the boat trip too, isn't it? Which is the more ridiculous? This is the fucking holy shit. Like they have like a fucking million dollar laser light rig that just like <laughs> fucking spraying into the sky. Is is this with the Navy guy who was in the service for like 20 years and then he basically threw his life away because he just became committed to the alien cause? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the it's like what if James Bond was into fucking aliens? Ah, uh, I don't. Incredible. This yeah, the people in this episode, this this woman who is leading him to sea and has the laser rig, it's just like, oh, what, what the in the century. fuck is this person? <laughs> this person is my fucking hero. Like, what, what is better? Like, the ultimate Robin Hood move that you can pull in 2021 is grifting rich people out of all of their money because they want to believe in aliens and, like, fucking crystals and shit. Like, it, it's beautiful. It's truly beautiful. Although, in the case of this woman, I don't even know, like, Clearly, she's full of shit. Yes. But also, I mm. think she believes her own bullshit. So, you know. I'd agree. Yeah. I mean, they, they, idle rich. You get bored. You got to start thinking of things to believe in, I guess. I don't know. No. You need something. This is probably also the, I don't know, it could be episode four or two, the least convincing uh, UFO sighting <laughs> in the show. Because, uh, again, it, it does involve just... I, I don't know, machine gun firing patterns of lights into the sky and, and what they come up with from their, again, night vision footage is, you know, let's just say I wasn't convinced. I'm not, I'm not believing just yet. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> again, there's like, well, I saw a satellite. That's a UFO. That's a... <laughs> Is that a Tic Tac or a star? What's the difference? <laughs> 
they don't even actually see anything during their sky watch. It's just that the the grifter woman comes back and is like, "Hey guys, we we had this footage. You, you might have missed something." <laughs> it's like, "Sure, <laughs> sure." Yeah. And I then bet. yeah, then she takes him out to sea, which is which is where Jake left off. I'm sorry to digress. No, no, no. Oh. This is all important to cover. Yeah, they so there's there's basically then it splits off here. There's two groups. Demi goes under the ocean scuba diving i believe matthew is with them and dallas the sister stays on board and they're both having they 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 have i guess this other technology that allows them to listen to the movements on the seabed and they can communicate with the tic tacs and uh, dallas has a lot of like close conversations with whatever these entities are under the ocean and then when demi returns from their trip they regroup and Demi notes that they had a very sense of calm under the sea. And Dallas, the sister says, when I was talking to them, I felt really calm. And everyone's like, wow, you guys really are sisters. You're, you're in sync. It's, <laughs> you it's amazing. It. You did it. <laughs> Dude, okay. So my favorite part about the, this little water bit where they're, I don't know, fucking searching for the, the mermaid base is <laughs> Demi's like, oh, I get, I get seasick, so I'm not going on the boat with Dallas. <laughs> and you're like, right. okay, uh, you think you just like, you know, take some fucking Dramamine and suck it up? But what do I know? And then, so, so Demi just, just basically like snorkels. And at one point, because Demi is in the ocean, they get hit with like a big fucking wave or something, and it, there's just waves. It's the, it's the ocean. It's the ocean being the ocean as it tends to be and demi's just like oh these these waves I, clearly something doesn't want me to discover their secret mermaid base i'm sorry are you mad at the fucking tide are you blaming the tide on mermaid bases what is it's it's complete fucking lunacy a lot of mysteries and also just out more there, rich Steve. people shit it's like oh no i got hit with a wave what's going on why can't i control nature uh, it's, these are questions that are worth asking. Why can't we control nature? And does it involve a mysterious alien base? Mm-hmm. It probably involves a base that no one's found. No one has ever, ever found the alien base that makes the big alien base noise when it it's opens up. It's too deep. We can't get down there yet. The technology has, is just not there, Steve. No, it's not there. It's not there. Yeah. It's the, the base door. It's by those, those fish, the, the fish with the scary faces and big teeth and the little light bulbs on their head. That's, that's where it's at. This picture so, of yeah. the base, did, the this, did this strike anyone else as not anything? Like, I, the, it was supposed to be some like, oh, you can see here, that's clearly, oh, yeah, it's man-made. Like, oh. I'm like, what? We, we, we went on Google Maps <laughs> and looked at the ocean, and clearly this is man-made. You can see <laughs> these columns. It's like, ma'am, I believe that's just some shadows in a sandbar. <laughs> I, I kept looking at it. I'm like... I'm, I'm going to try and make myself see the columns. I, I got nothing. No, no. And, and they, it was, it's really pitched to us. Like they're, they're looking at like this underwater Roman Colosseum. I'm like, nah, that just looks like a, <laughs> a, a slightly darker blob. I don't, I'm missing it. Maybe they should have us on as the skeptic. I don't think gay best Jamiroquai is, is really doing the trick here. Yeah. I, I'd be yeah. open to it. I mean, I, I'm not uh, entirely dismissive of this sort of nonsense. I, I enjoy no. it. And, uh, how, how do you I, look in a fuzzy bucket hat? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I kind of need something these days. I'm going a little bald. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I could use the accessory. Yes. 
This is this is your next step, man. This, that makes <laughs> sense. That makes perfect sense. Okay, well, you know, and this is going to come off as shocking. Uh, Demi Lovato does not discover any mermaids or discover the the entrance to the base. So a little disappointing for all of us, but good news. We're moving into episode four, uh, which is where the uh, the Grifter Supreme makes themselves known. <laughs> Which is just like, anytime you can get rich people to go into the desert and like sit underneath a triangle, you know, you're, you, that's, that's how you make the big fucking money. I need that rich people sitting under triangles next to a cactus cat. <laughs> that's what I want. And that's what this whole episode is about. So this is where uh, Demi and the Demi squad are committed fully to making contact. And how do you do that? I'm, I'm so glad that you asked. And the answer is, uh, you, you pay some idiot a gazillion dollars um, who, by the way, tells the most ridiculous fucking story I've ever heard in my life with a straight face <laughs> in this show, <clears throat> wherein this person shares that they were meditating in a forest and were abducted by aliens, but could not tell anyone about it because, and I'll let you mad lib fill in the blank here. What's the richest, whitest shit you can think of? And the answer is they were on a silent meditation retreat. <laughs> so they couldn't tell anyone after they got abducted. And, and Demi thought this was just great. Demi, Demi was cracking up. Uh, but anyway, silent meditation, alien abduction person. Uh, charges the Demi Lovato crew probably 50 grand to take them to the middle of the desert and sit underneath a triangle and, and some mirrors with some LED lights attached while all of Demi's fans <laughs> simultaneously meditate so they could send their intentions into the sky, as oh, one yeah. does. This is the good mm -hmm. shit right here. This is the fucking filet, baby. Uh, this is the filet. I would say this is like the most boring episode. It does. <laughs> it, it's it's all about uh, projections and what have you. Because this this is also the episode that has the uh, remote viewing segment. I believe. Oh my god! And that's incredible too. If anything, this this reminds me of. Do you remember? This is probably like twenty twenty five years ago. But there was the show that they would run on on ABC or whatever, and it was just like. Oh, secrets of, of magic revealed. And they would show like, oh, here's how David Blaine cuts someone in half or something like that. And they would just give away the secrets. Ooh, this big taboo thing. And that's kind of what this feels like, but unintentionally. They're just <laughs> like, here's a colossal crock of bullshit that people pay large sums of money to do. But we're going to do it in a very transparent and deeply inept way. Therefore, exposing it as like a colossal fraud. And in this case, Jamiroquai and, and Demi's sister are standing in the middle of the desert, which Demi knows. And then uh, Demi like closes her eyes and, and does like a meditation session and transports herself to where they are. And it's just like, it's warm and bright. And there's sand. And then Demi draws like a picture of the desert. And they're like, oh my God, how did you know that the desert was warm and bright and full of sand? And we can't explain it. It's unexplained with Demi Lovato. 
well, I mean, this is also with the drawing thing. Is uh, Demi draws some squiggles on a plane, and Dallas goes out and sees that statue that's right outside, and they take a picture of it, and they come back and they go, "Oh my God, you guys are in sync yet again! How did you know?" And it's just like squiggles that they're saying is supposed to be the statue that was sitting outside of the temple that they're in. It's it's so powerful, man. It's just it's so oh. good. And it's yeah, so I think good. what the so the I where are they even at? Some is is it Roswell? It's some sort of desert UFO town or something. Are those Sonora, Arizona? Or oh, something okay, like it's in yeah. Arizona. Uh, it's probably like a Phoenix Lights uh, hotspot or something. Then um, yeah, but yeah. there's also. I think my favorite character is the old like British man who seems to just be like. Uh, like a more legitimate UFO historian rather than like a huckster who's just like doing this like projected PowerPoint about like UFOs in the area over history. And like this is an hour long <laughs> show with a 15 minute long PowerPoint presentation yes. in it. <laughs> yes. And, and then when he wraps up they're they immediately are like, so yes. have you, ever, you ever seen a UFO? He's like, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to. It's like, boy, you you might as well follow this crew around. They see what every 10 fucking minutes. I know. <laughs> Demi Lovato is just fucking just neck deep in UFOs. Can't get away from them. Just too much. Too much for Demi. Um, but but yeah, I, I guess I guess the big emotional beat that they go for is all the Demi fans on the live stream are meditating with Demi underneath the mirrored LED triangle, and this allegedly conjures a, uh, a UFO, which is, it's probably not anything. It's just some garbage in the sky. Who fucking cares? <laughs> this one uh, especially was, it was, it was pretty remarkably just nothing. <laughs> it was like, yeah. well, that could be anything. That's what happens when you're in the country and look up in the sky. This is what it looks like every single fucking minute of every yeah. night. And, uh, yeah, for, but the huckster is like, no, this is, uh, this is the most activity I've, I've ever seen in all yeah, my years yeah. of, of grifting. I've, I've never seen anything quite like this. It's like, really? <laughs> my God. That's, that's pretty amazing stuff. The, there's something else from this. God, I, I, I watched this too long ago. I should have, I should have written this fucking down, but there's. At some point, they show Demi Lovato's Instagram, like just like a, a view of of Demi's feed, because Demi posted some UFO video, and this is like my favorite part of the whole series. But it's just like fucking somebody like like Trent Reznor or something like the post. And you're oh, just like, no, what? it was it was Dave Chappelle. Oh, Dave Chappelle, that's <laughs> yes. it. Yeah, <laughs> Dave Chappelle just <laughs> likes the post, and, but it's not even addressed. It's just. It's just out there. It's like, oh shit, Dave's in. If Dave's in, I mean, how can you deny any of this? It's, it's obvious. So I don't know. I mean, I, I guess Jake, closing thoughts on unidentified with Demi Lovato. Yeah, you know, I, I think we've uh, we've all gone through a journey uh, of some kind. Um, one went from amusement to disgust to just uh, sheer and utter boredom by the end of it really just kind of fizzles out and maybe that's why we'll never see another episode um but uh yeah it's uh it's 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 quite incredible the lengths that some people will go to to validate their crazy beliefs and uh we want to thank Demi Lovato for taking us on this journey yeah thank you Demi 
Myers, you got you got any uh, uh, final thoughts on Demi Lovato? Well, that is that is really the crux of it. Is is a lot of folks who are into this sort of thing enter under the guise of asking questions, and and what you see is that they're asking questions and just accepting any answer they're getting <laughs> by any goddamn asshole, and uh, yeah. It's uh, the, yeah. the capitalism. It, it's fucking horrible. And yeah. uh, that's what we learned during Exploitation Month. Uh, we're all being exploited constantly, and uh, we live in hell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 100%. We all live in hell. And uh, Demi Lovato's vision of hell, uh, while it is certainly more entertaining, because in my hell, I don't think there's a, a pop star singing a ballad to a ghost. Um, it's, it's still hell, nonetheless. And I, I do think it's interesting because it's just like, you know, has Demi Lovato discovered the third path of quackery where we go beyond the ghost bros and we go beyond the thinly veiled racism into a weird new like Instagram friendly version of this horseshit? And uh, I, I'm inclined to say no. I think Demi Lovato is just going to end up say, <laughs> getting into some weird shit. So uh, Stephen Quayle 2.0, I can only hope. Uh, Jake, what are you putting over this week? <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, I'm gonna, <laughs> you like that transition, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> smooth. Smooth. Uh, I'm going to put over... Uh, I rewatched a film this month. It's uh, November. People are watching crime thrillers and shit. I rewatched uh, The Friends of Eddie Coyle for the first time in five years or so. Uh, really fucking great film about uh, Robert Mitchum. It's a criminal kind of on the end of his rope he's uh he's got feds closing in on him everywhere he goes his uh, whole criminal empire is dissolving he's really just trying to get out alive and um really 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 stupendous 70s uh peter yates film um a lot of great hard-boiled dialogue and all just all kinds of good gritty shit in there the friends of eddie coyle if you haven't seen it i think it's on the criterion channel certainly released by their collection uh, yeah, check it out if you want to see something good. All right, Myros, what are you putting over this week? Uh, you'll have to hear me out on this one because uh, I'm not putting over something good per se, but I I found myself watching this goddamn Shang-Chi thing. And uh, boy, I, I if, if only it were 90 minutes long, I would fully be like, yeah, watch this because what, what the fuck is happening with these things now? Like this... This is a movie that seems to think it's like a legitimate like wuxia movie, except it is. It, it it feels like it was written by the person who wrote like the Double Dragon movie or something. Like it is the biggest pile of dumb dumb '90s lowbrow nonsense. Uh, except it has a budget of like two hundred million dollars, and <laughs> it, it's just like, what am I fucking watching? I it, it's. <laughs> it's not good it's also not like horrible it's just like very strange i'm like i don't it, i i i don't see how this is like a popular film <laughs> but uh wow you make me want to pay for disney plus with this with this uh hard sell you're giving I me i mean i i i would uh again if only it were 90 minutes long and not like fucking two hours and 20 minutes of interminable madness then i would say yeah, check it out because it's fucking bizarre. <laughs> it's a real mess, but uh, in, in a way that I I kind of found myself perversely enjoying. Fair enough. How's right, uh, well, Tony I'm... Tony Leung in that? 
Oh, good. There's some decent action for for such things. I mean, at a certain point, it's it's still a Marvel movie, and they descend into CGI goop. But uh, in the in the first act, there's some actual fight choreography in a Marvel film. It's astounding. <laughs> well, I I think you know, for my put over, uh, I'm I'm gonna put over not a not a movie, not an album, not a TV show. I'm gonna put over a man. I'm going to put over Paul Carrison, who is uh, known as the colloidal silver Papa Smurf. Just, if, you, if, you, if you Google search colloidal silver people, he's the, he's the guy with the, uh, the big white beard. So shout out to Paul Carrison. Um, he died as he lived, putting silver in his butt. Uh, <laughs> God bless him. And uh, I, I think, yeah, that's, that's basically it. I haven't watched anything too great recently. So <laughs> that's, that's all you get. You get colloidal silver guy. Give yourself a little chuckle. A quick note before we depart. Uh, I was just looking up remote viewing to see if it was part of like MK Ultra or what. Because it's definitely yeah. like the, the dumb, dumb men who stare at goats thing. But uh, you know who did a movie about remote viewing? Stuart Paul. Ooh. Oh yeah! Oh my God! It's all <laughs> you come like back. how everything everything is it's it's all six degrees of Stuart Paul, baby. Yeah, and and also the uh, the government project that actually uh, this this was rooted in is is called Project Stargate. So uh, mm. <laughs> everything's tying mm. together here. Everything makes sense. Demi Lovato is on to something. I'm just not sure what that something is. So yeah, yeah. we'll have to figure it out. Well, Only Stuart Paul could, could help us. We'll, we'll have to take a look at this yeah. movie. I think I may have it on my hard drive. Oh, my God. Demi Lovato, Stuart Paul collaboration. That's what <laughs> I'm looking for. Oh, my. The ultimate. The ultimate. If, you re- if we really want to kill Jack, I think that would that might actually do it. So, <laughs> something to think about. Anyways, uh, if you enjoyed the show, do us a big favor. There's a link in the description. And you, yes, you, dear listener, can give us money. How cool is that? Wouldn't that be nice? We have a Patreon. You can donate to the Patreon. Uh, we'll, we'll give you a bunch of old Optimism Vaccine content, old, you know, written stuff, podcasts. There's a new podcast that we try and do every once in a while. We're probably going to drop another one soon. We haven't given you any any new fresh nuggets of uh, Patreon exclusivity lately. So we're going to give you a fresh nugget. You also get the chance to choose content that we actually do if you donate enough money. And best of all, best of all, if you live in the continental United States and you donate any amount of money to the Patreon, I will send you a movie in the mail. Just imagine that. It could be a DVD, could be a Blu-ray, could be a box set, a laser disc. You don't think I got fucking laser disc? I just sent Jack Easton a laser disc. You think he was expecting that? No. Uh, see, what was that laser disc? <laughs> it was, uh, does he even have a player? No, he doesn't. He's like, do you have one? I'm like, I, I mean, just, just bring, bring it to my place. We'll make it work. Um, it was, uh, the, was it, I keep wanting to call it the Da Vinci code, but it's not, it's called da Vinci's da Vinci, war, Da Vinci's war, Da Vinci's war, which is the, the, the prequel to the Anna Nicole Smith, uh, action film or the, the Anna Nicole Smith action film, uh, to the limit was, was a, it was a sequel to Da Vinci's war. So, uh, turns out Da Vinci's War, you can buy on eBay, you can buy a, a DVD for $30, or you can buy a Laserdisc for $8.75. <laughs> I chose Laserdisc. It was sealed in the plastic. Can you believe that? That's how much I care about Jack Easton. Anyways, I could send you a fucking Laserdisc, so give us a dollar or two and maybe you'll get one. 
You don't know what's going to happen to you, but something could happen. Anyways, uh, yeah, also, if you have any questions, comments, death threats, marriage proposals, deals on colloidal silver, please email us, optimismvaccine at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us, at optimismvaccine, and we would, we would love to hear from you. Nothing would, would make us happier. And uh, Jake, last word's yours. You've just been identified, bitch.